Welcome to the Love Your Truth podcast, where we share stories, moments, and lessons from life's beautiful and heart-wrenching experiences, where we explore our wounds, celebrate our challenges, and find healing in allowing all that life throws at us. Here, you will learn to love every aspect of your truth, accept your past, embrace your present, and create your future, all by loving your truth. I'm your host, Sherry Love, certified professional confidence and empowerment life coach, cognitive behavioral specialist, single mother of five, pianist, ultra runner, and human, who is still learning to love her truth, just like you. Good morning, my friends. It's been a while since I recorded an episode on this podcast, and I've had good intentions for the last month, but life has been happening. And right now I'm sitting on my couch. It's a Thursday morning in May, just it's 6.30 in the morning. My kids are asleep and I woke up and my brain is just buzzing. And I decided why not just record an episode right here and now. And I didn't do very much setup. You can probably hear my dryer going and my coffee maker going and it's just regular life over here. So I just wanted to just get on here and say hello to whoever is out there listening and there's my coffee beeping it's done <laughs> and I just I just kind of want to just download all the things that are that have been coming up for me over the last little while and you know life changes and so I kind of think that maybe what I'm going to end up talking about is changing life changing things Things in life don't always necessarily stay the same. And for me, over the last month, a lot of things have been happening. And my this cute little brain likes to offer its offerings <laughs> and thoughts. And I, I have definitely been in overwhelm. And what happens for me when I take on too much is then of course we have to put some things down because we can't carry it all. And I think that's something that we have a tendency to do in our culture is get into that hustle mindset and think that we've got to do everything and we've got to do it well and we've got to do it, you know, master everything that we have to do in our life. We have to go to work and we have to be a good mom and we have to be a good friend. And I mean, heaven forbid I have time to go on dates. (laughs) Um, that's kind of fallen by the wayside and that's fine for me right now. Um, you know, our fitness regime, our nutrition, our, you know, and our mental health and got to go to therapy and we've got to talk to our coach and we've got to meditate. And there's this, it just is the list just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger until finally something's got to give. And we either have a break, like an episode of, uh, you know, where we just kind of lose our mind and, or we start to realize that something's got to give. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. And the beautiful thing about it is that it's none of it's bad things. I have definitely been through some hard things in my life. And through this podcast, I am in the process of sharing what those things are. Um, I do have intentions on sharing an episode about betrayal trauma, but it hasn't felt like the right time um, to share that, and I'm not 100% sure why, but it it will be shared, and I definitely have a lot of insight. 
I also feel like I'm pretty removed from it being acute in my life now. And I know that there are other people who who are presently dealing with that and, and struggling and, and could use the things that I've learned along the way, having experienced that. But right now, it doesn't feel like the right time to share about it. So I'm going to talk about overwhelm. I'm going to talk about finding your peace, finding your center, and and just rolling with being a person. Um, about, let's see, how many months ago? I think last September, October, I went into kind of a place of financial fear, um, financial scarcity, um, where, you know, being a single mom, I, and I was a stay at home mom when I was married. I had a couple of little, I called them my jobbies. (laughs) Um, I worked at the gym as a personal trainer and I taught fitness classes and I taught piano lessons and I, I still teach some classes at the gym now. Um, but it's cut back quite a bit. And I have a running coaching business with a couple of other um, women who I absolutely adore and admire. And um, a lot of that stuff has shifted through my divorce, through, you know, after COVID, after um, everything kind of shut down with COVID. And my income wasn't enough for me to support my family. So I decided to go get a job, like a a real person job, (laughs) and work full time. And... I, I had this sensation of feeling like I had to zip myself up into a person suit to go to work. And so something that I learned through that process of rolling with life and accepting the fact that I needed more income and needing to go to work, I realized that there is this part of us that resists integrating what we've learned and what we've picked up along the way and integrating that into our real life. And I think going to work and since then, I just last week I started a new job at a physical therapy office and it's a lot more involved than my last job and a lot more hours and, and it's going to be a good transition for me. And I also still have my coaching business and still I'm trying to make time for that. And, um, and so all these changes, And what I've started to notice, what I've noticed over the last couple of years as I've gone through my healing process is that I was definitely in that space of feeling like I had to keep busy all the time when I was married. And, and even that first year after my divorce, I put so much effort into my healing process. Um, and I spent so many hours on the mountains and I really kind of in my head, I thought, okay, well, I'm going to take this year and I'm going to heal this year. I'm going to take a year and I'm going to heal. (laughs) And I do think my inner knowing um, does this thing where she just pats me on the head and she says, oh, honey, you're so cute that you think that's all it's going to take. And, And what I've realized as I've gone through this process and gone through just my life and all the transitions that keep happening is that you don't, have any kind of an arrival with the healing process. You don't have any kind of arrival where you're like, now I am healed. Now I get it. Except for sort of that you do. And let's talk about that. So what I mean by not arriving is that there's always going to be new challenges. There's always going to be new changes. 
Um, if I look back at my life and all the things that I've been through, it's not just one event that I had to overcome and, and, and learn how to, you know, how to heal from that. Um, it's, it's a recurring theme of, you know, patterns in my life that I have created in my behaviors, things that I have learned, the things, my conditioning, things that have um, been taught to me, things that I have absorbed through my life experiences. And, you know, we can identify some of those things as trauma. And most of those things are just events that, that created behavior patterns in me. And, and then other things are just circumstantial things that I didn't create, but they happened. And what we have in our life is an opportunity to take a look at those things and how we react to them and how we respond to them is 100% our choice. And so when life changes and we get in this mindset that I've just got to keep moving, if I keep moving, I'm going to think about it. And I think that's something that unconsciously that we do, um, that it's not necessarily intentional that we're avoiding our problems or we're avoiding what we're thinking about or what we need to face in our bodies. But the thing that I have really noticed is that those things have a tendency to pull themselves up and out anyway. And sometimes they're in unconscious behavior patterns. Sometimes they're in, um, psychotic breaks. <laughs> I'm using that term lo loosely, but you know, they come out in things like depression and anxiety, um, addiction. And, um, I have learned, and I've talked about this a lot on this podcast that the body keeps the score. I don't know if you guys have read that book. Um, the body keeps the score, but it is absolutely true. Our bodies hold basically everything. Our brains record the information and our bodies hold, um, just the energy that comes from all the events in our lives. And so what I have learned as I have stepped into this new experience of having to work full time and supporting my, my kids and myself and trying to be a person rather than, you know, I have this kind of little joking, not so joking dream of, you know, living a van life out in the wilderness <laughs> or in like a cabin or something and living off the land. And, and there are people who are actually doing it. And I think, oh, maybe someday, but right now I'm, I'm being a person and I'm going to work. And, and what I've learned is that in just having experienced this transition of having to, I, and I should, I should use the word of having the opportunity, not having to go to work. Um, even though it does feel a little bit like I have to, um, but I get, I get the opportunity to, to show up in my life in a different way than I ever have before. And I definitely experienced some anxiety and, um, just, I'm, I'm trying to find the right word for it because anxiety, it wasn't really anxiety. It was just almost kind of like a discomfort of having experienced this thing that I've never experienced before. And that's not to say I haven't worked full time. I worked full time when I was in college and before I got married. And when I was first married, I, I worked full time, but this feels different because I've never been a full time working mom before. And, and I think that transition of what my brain was doing was there's fear attached to things we've never done before. And I've had to remind myself that Sherry, you've done things you've never done before, before. 
I hope that sentence made sense. I've done this before. I have had to face things I haven't done before in the past. Um, when I chose to transition my faith, that, to be honest with you, that didn't feel scary to me. It felt peaceful and um, inspired. Um, that felt like growth and expansion. Um, I'm feeling emotional about that right now. You get to hear the emotion coming out of my voice because <laughs> it's coming up real time. Um, my soul told me that it was time for me to expand in that way. And so it wasn't scary. And, but at, at the same time, it was scary. But for some reason, um, during that, that transition, I had the, the power and the, the courage to speak with my family. Um, I remember going to my, I didn't know this is going to come up in this episode, <laughs> but it is because something that my, um, my intuition does for me is, um, I get these confirmations and it always comes out in tears. Um, and my heart, I feel it in my heart, in my chest. So I'm supposed to talk about this right now, um, because we're talking about changes. Um, I felt the courage to go to my parents in person and tell them face to face, um, what I was feeling. And I went to, I think I said this in an episode before I went to my Bishop, I told him face to face, I went to my husband. Um, and I, and I told everyone that I cared about that. I thought that it might impact and I had the courage to do that. And, you know, there are other things that I've been afraid to speak up about and that for some reason just felt so empowering. And there are other changes that I have gone through that have been a lot more scary than my faith transition. Um, transitioning into uh, being a divorced person, um, making the decision to get divorced. The interesting thing about that is that um, I took my time in deciding uh, we were separated for over a year before we decided to ultimately end the marriage. And it was not an easy decision, but I definitely waited until I found peace in the decision. Um, something that I really wanted to, that I held for myself in that process was that I didn't want to be in acute, dysregulated trauma space while I made a big decision like that. I know it's something that it's commonly, that commonly happens is that, you know, people go through divorce while they're in trauma. And in retrospect, I, it's really interesting at the time I thought to like, well, I healed my trauma first and then I chose and I had peace and I did, I had peace and, and we, um, the decision was made and I know I made the right decision because it's the decision I made. And it's the path that we, that we chose. And, um, looking back now, I realized I definitely had more healing to do. <laughs> and, and again, that's like my inner knowing that pats me on the head and says, Oh honey, you're so cute that you thought that you were done. <laughs> and, um, and I definitely have done a lot more growing and a lot more healing, um, post-divorce, and there've been a lot more transitions that I have, that I have faced in my life. And so learning to step into being a working full-time working 
single mom is just another new thing that I hadn't done before. So I just had to face the anxiety and the fear of stepping into something I'd never done before. So as I'm sitting here talking to you today, um, another new thing that I'm experiencing, um, my third child is graduating. Well, I'm going to get emotional again. Um, she is graduating from high school today. Um, and she is the first of my kids to have an actual graduation because my oldest, um, graduated in 2020. So we had a drive-by graduation and, um, my second child chose to, um, drop out of school and work full time. And, uh, and just, you know, that was the path that he chose. And so, um, my third child is graduating today. And so we're, we're going through that transition. She is going through a big transition in her life and I get to witness my child transitioning through, through her life and, and facing what's next and, and watching her have, I watched all of my kids have the anxiety of what's next. I've experienced the anxiety of what's next. Also, once I get my little girl (laughs) in her cap and gown and, um, graduating from high school tomorrow, I have the opportunity to do something I've never done before. And, Um, of course there's a little bit of fear, but mostly there's a lot of excitement. And that is something that I have learned through all the transitions and all the changes and all the facing new things in my life is that there is so much excitement and beauty in the unknown. So I'm going to tell you what that is in a second, but something that I have learned from trail running, um, I have kind of a tendency, I'm kind of known in my running community as the girl who gets lost, (laughs) Because I have such a wanderlust heart. When I am in the mountains, I am fully embodying that part of me that can't stand to not find out what is around the corner. So if I am coming along the trail that I've done a hundred times and I see a side trail, a deer trail, or a game trail, I have to know where it goes. Even if I know it doesn't go anywhere, um, usually if it dead ends and I, and I have to turn around or I have to bushwhack my way back to the real trail, but I do have a tendency to want to wander and follow and find out. And it's exciting to me. And if I can take that concept of, you know, wanting to follow something new, following a new path from my trail running experience in and integrate that into my life, then it's exciting to be able to experience new things and find out what's around the corner of this thing I've never done. And so what I'm about to embark on tomorrow feels really epic to me and it feels really big and exciting and terrifying. (laughs) Um, I have a friend who told me about this experience that she had decided to engage in. She decided to participate in and invited me. And what I experienced when she first told me about it was <laughs> my body said yes and my brain said well that's really expensive and i can't do this i can't fly to africa <laughs> um my my friend um and i'm i'm going to not share any of her details cuz they're her story but um she learned about this experience this foundation called radiating hope that 
um, takes people on mountain adventures and um, it raises the the foundation raises money for um, to to build cancer centers in developing countries and so this trip is an experience where a group of us a group of friends we get to fly to Africa we get to fly to Tanzania and climb Mount Kilimanjaro and I love adventure. I love, obviously I, I love ultra running. Um, and as I have transit transitioned away from racing and, and needing to move my body and train and, and, and have a finish line and, and have a race to, um, to validate me as a runner or as a, as an adventurer. Um, I, what I've learned is that I have other opportunities to experience that and embody that and honor that part of me that loves to wander and loves to explore and loves to be outside in nature and connect and move my body in nature. Um, this opportunity came. And as I was saying, my body said, yes, it was a full body. Yes. Um, and again, I'm going to cry because (laughs) that's what my body does when it's, when it's a full body. Yes. It buzzes everywhere in my body. But my brain, and this is something that's interesting that we experience as we, as we are faced with opportunities for change and transition and experiencing new things is that our, you know, we have a body, spirit, soul reaction, and then we have a a mind reaction. And I'm not saying that the mind is always wrong, but I'm saying that the mind records history and sometimes that's, I, in my personal experience, I think that's where fear comes from is, is the, the brain scans all the possible, um, reasons why it, it might be dangerous and something for me in regard to, you know, talking about going to work full time, that safety is a really, really big deal to me. Safety And for some reason, personal safety and like physical safety is not as big of a deal as financial safety. Financial safety is a thing for me. And it's something that I'm working through and and continuing to look at. But what my brain offered me when I found out about this opportunity was it is too expensive. You can't afford that. You're a single mom. Um, why, why do you think that you deserve to go to climb Mount Kilimanjaro? It's terrible timing. Um, Except that it's not. It's perfect timing because I I have a co-parenting dynamic that is amazing and communicative and amicable and my ex-husband and his wife are amazing with my kids and I, I can just go to them and say, hey, I'm going to go on a trip for two weeks and, and they're they're here for it. They're, they're beautiful humans. You can hear my daughter in the background as I talk about just rolling with the punches and transitions. <laughs> she's hopping, she's getting ready for school. Um, so I have this opportunity to, to ask for, for them to help me. And then I also, um, have a little bit of savings and my parents also offered to help. And it's just, everything just, fell in place. And the people that I'm going with have, um, turned out to be really amazing people. 
that have become my friends and I'm really excited and it is scary. It's, I've definitely had packing anxiety this week. (laughs) Um, I've been posting about that on my Instagram a little bit, but I couldn't help, but just decide to take it, take the opportunity and run with it. And what I want to offer here in this episode about that is when your body, when your intuition, when your soul speaks to you, when you have something that comes to you and your whole body says, yes, do it, your brain is going to offer reasons why you shouldn't. And which part of you are you going to listen to? Which, um, the part that doubts, the part that's afraid or the part that is like, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity, go for it. And I think it's also really important to notice when your body says no and your brain says yes, because that's happened to me plenty of times. Um, it's definitely very prevalent in dating, um, where I have been in relationships where my body is telling me, this is not safe. This is not okay. This is, this is not uh, in alignment, even if it's a really amazing person and, but it doesn't align with me. My body will tell me and my brain will be like, Oh, but he's so cute. Or he's so nice to me or whatever. Um, I think it's really important to really check in with the body and really take notice what the body is telling us. Because as I've talked about before, and this is something that I will keep talking about over and over and over again, is that our bodies hold the knowledge and hold the energy of all of our experiences. And that is where our soul speaks to us is through our body. And I think that's why movement is so powerful for moving the energy, moving trauma. The, um, the body is so powerful for connecting us to our, to our deepest knowing. And If you can get connected into your body in a communicative way and get your mind and your body to communicate with each other, the mind is not the enemy. The mind isn't, you know, always offering all these uh, bad advice to us. But what, what we need to do is recognize what the mind is offering us as, as a historical recording device that is here to protect us. And, and those inner, inner parts of us that have experienced things in the past that have caused us harm, if we can listen to that part of us and understand that that part of us is just trying to protect us and we can say, thank you brain for offering me that and body, what do you have to say about it? And have this communicative conversation of, with all the parts of you where you can, you can really feel settled in knowing, and there's no rush in deciding. It took me, I found out about this trip. I can't think I've uh, in like early February, end of January, early February, I actually waited until a week after the deadline to pay. <laughs> I didn't sign up until like March 18th or something like that. And it has been just this beautiful experience of getting prepared. And I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm really hoping that at, um, as I, as I go through this experience that I'm going to learn a lot of life lessons. I'm going to get even more connected in with my body as I'm moving my body and climbing this mountain. It's going to be really challenging and, um, really hard. And there's going to be times when I want to quit. And if I've learned anything from ultra running, it's that 
there is always another corner to turn, even when it feels like you cannot take another step physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, energetically, when you feel like you can't move on, you take one more step and you turn a corner and it gets better. There's always another corner to turn. There is always another step to take and your body and your soul and everything about you is so much stronger and so much more powerful than you even realize. And all you have to do is go for it and face it and keep moving. And as life hands us all these opportunities to change and transition and experience, what a beautiful gift that it is for us to take those opportunities and run with them. Literally, <laughs> literally run with them and, and learn the lessons that life has to give us. Thank you for listening. Love you guys. Are you ready to love all that you are, embrace all the parts of you, and shine your light, and create a powerful life that you love? Join me in my coaching program, where I help my clients find their power within, grow from their challenges, and love and embody their true authentic selves. You can find me at sherrylovecoaching.com and on all major social media platforms. Thank you.